0: you. Tuned to WFMU Morricone Island. I'm your host 711-0 every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. playing the soundtrack. It's this week is no exception. I have a special guest joining me. It's Min Xiaofen, classically trained and also an improvising pipa player amongst many other instruments. And she has a new album out entitled Meta, M-E-T-T-A, a uh, Combination of two live film scores that were commissioned by the Smithsonian Institution back in 2023. Two 1920s short films, one entitled Romance of the Fruit Peddler and the other Romance of the Western Chamber. And it's in collaboration with uh, master percussionist River Gagarin. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Devin. Thank you.
0: There's a lot to cover. <laughs> maybe it makes sense for the uninitiated listener to hear your background, and maybe we could just start with what the instrument that you're primarily known for, the pipa. Um, maybe you could describe that instrument, and then we can talk about how you got involved playing it.
1: <laughs> yes. Pipa is my primary instrument. When I studied this instrument, I was 10 years old. So the pipa is plucked. String instrument is existed in China during the Qing Dynasty around 222 and 206 BC. It has been played 2,000 years because the words pipa actually is made of two Chinese syllables, pi and pa. Those two are uh, most common uh, ways to performing the instrument. P is a striking down, sound like a P, and then striking back, sound like a Pa. So the name is called a pipa. And the uh, pipa has four strings, tuned A-D-E-A. It's a chromatic scale instrument. I have um, Auto total 30 frets.
0: I guess a pipa can be a different number of frets, right? But you've chosen the 30 fret version of the pipa, is that correct? Or are they all 30 frets?
1: Yes. In the ancient time, of course, pipa only have uh, three frets or sometimes five frets or sometimes 13 frets because I play the modern version. So we have uh, you know 12 notes.
0: And for these live scores, it looks like you've also incorporated a number of other Instruments, including your voice—you sing quite a bit, finger piano or thumb piano, as well as a few other traditional Chinese instruments as well.
1: Yeah, it's all re- related to the pipa family. I have another instrument, it's called the Ruan, R-U-A-N. It's very round box. People sometimes call, say, oh, it's like a mon guitar, and uh, it sounds much lower. Then also I played another instrument called the string Sanxian, uh, which called the three strings. This instrument has a long handle, but no frets. So also small box it's very beautiful it's like uh, a lot of people heard this instrument feel oh it's like an Ch- american a banjo you can slide in on the strings and when you play this instrument usually uh, is a uh, play uh used for a uh, folk form style for example chinese has a similar like uh, blues we have a blues too it's a it's called the jing dagu when the performer singing and the playing and also acting. The san is a, a main accompaniment instrument. I also play the other instrument called the gu qing. Gu qing is, is like a scissor instrument. We have a seven strings. This instrument is a very quiet instrument. It has seven strings, so you just play sliding on the strings make the sound. This instrument is because it's so ancient, so it's favorable for the scholar to study, and also associated with uh, ancient philosopher Confucius.
0: Yeah, I read there were like 70 different techniques for it, or something like that, right? <laughs> different for <ways>. pipa. <laughs> for oh. pipa, yes, for uh, Pipa oh, it has uh, 70 uh.
1: techniques, yes, oh, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Oh,
0: okay. Where were you born and raised? Where did you grow up?
1: I was born in China. Yes, I was born in China. Nanjing. Nanjing is um, southeast uh, near the Shanghai, actually. Uh, it was uh, all the capital of China before Taoming is to take over, of course. But it's a beautiful city. It's a, it's a lot of, um, let's say, a lot of cultures there. Also, the environment the nature it's one of the most beautiful city in china
0: your father was a professor at the university there is that correct
1: yes my father my father was professor he was an educator and also he taught at the nanjing normal university for 60 years and uh, he passed away of course and i i studied with him yeah when i was 10 years old yes and my father is a kind of father, but my father very strict. I kind of little afraid of him because he's, he's very serious. He pushes you. He give me a lot of uh, let's say discipline. So that's why he wants me become professional musician someday. Yeah. So uh, I was born also a musical family because my. Uh, not just only my father. My mother, who song kind of singer, is not a, she's not a professional. My uh, sister, she was a very famous arhu player. You know, she passed away nine years ago. So my brother, he's a conductor. He retired now. And uh, also my, my nephew and my sister's son also, he is a conductor.
0: Did you study formally at the university or was it just home studies with your father?
1: I was born during the Cultural Revolution. So uh, when I just graduated from high school, then but the university is still closed. I'm sure a lot of people probably heard about the Cultural Revolution because the 10 years from uh, 1966 to 1976, those 10 years was totally closed with uh, especially university. Then I graduated from high school. Luckily, there's a Nanjing Traditional Orchestra just finished the cultural revolution. So the Nanjing Traditional Orchestra started opening, audition for the professional musician. So I went to audition, I get a job, I get offered. So, but I still consider I'm not a professional yet. So I have to spend four years professionally training then I have to pass, again, exam. Then I become formal soloist with the in traditional orchestra. So until I left China.
0: So yeah. you were performing throughout China for a number of years?
1: Yes, all the time. Ten years.
0: Ten years. That was your day job.
1: Yes, my job, professional job. I play traditional music, uh, music all the time, just pretty traditional, strict traditional yeah. music. yeah. Uh, yeah, because pipa has such a long history, so there's a lot of raptors, lyrical, martial styles. Then also with orchestra, you know, we sometimes I play solo as a leading instrument, sometimes with a whole orchestra. So also some new piece, but based on the tradition, of course. Yeah, 10 years, I was a traditional musician.
0: What got you to the United States?
1: I guess I'm bored. Oh, really? (laughs) i feel really bored because uh, I, can you imagine when (laughs) the musician plays same repertoire over the 10 years, you know, plus I studied when I was 10 years, so I was 10 years old. So that's why I I felt also, another reason is uh, I felt kind of pressure because uh, I don't know, I just, because of so much control, many things is very controlling music, too. You have to play exactly uh, the master told you. You have to copy exactly. And every time when I play traditional music, I feel so nervous because I'm afraid I will play wrong. Because um, every gesture, every breath, every, how to say, the, the space, you have to play exactly right. People always comparing, oh, who is better, who is better. So, also, I felt I just can't play good. I always make a mistake. Even I was the principal soloist, I had a very good position. But I felt this kind of pressure make me feel, ah, oh, I, I really want to, you know, just to somehow get away of this. But I don't know. I just did take the chance. Yeah. Then I come to America.
0: How did you do it?
1: I got an invitation. Uh, I got an invitation doing some kind of cultural exchange. And also then at first I first landed in San Francisco. I worked with a lot of traditional musicians in, who lived in uh, San Francisco, including the Guzhen Music Society. Then actually, then the society hired me become a, a musician work for them so yeah that's i not just only work with a traditional let's like, go to music society also doing a lot of new new pieces too there are commissions some composers uh, write piece for the musician and uh, then also i met a lot of composers i started work with them
0: was your family approving of your move or was it? Was it rebellious mm. for you to do that?
1: <laughs> Actually, they know I. They know they can't stop me because I. I kind of always a little bit because I'm. I'm the youngest. I always have a little bit uh, different with my brother and sister. I always want to do something else. You know, I. I like painting. I like singing. I singing a lot of pop song when I was uh, in China. That's uh, People feel, oh, especially traditional musician or family, they will feel, wow, you are you sing pop song. That's not not good. You are <laughs> a musician, you're a traditional, you know, musician, you are from the famous family. You you can't sing in pop song. That feel pop song is totally you only sing pop song at the club this kind of feelings. They don't don't like me to do something like this. Then this is why many reasons I just feel I quit job. Actually I was pretty brave because I have a stable job. Very good job. Yeah, so but I quit. You quit. I don't know. I just <laughs> come to America. I just said what happened. I'm just come. I just take chance. Yes.
0: Who was the first musician or composer that you met, not coming from the traditional Chinese classical background that got you looking to do other types of music or helped bridge that
1: i yes i met a lot of chinese composers modern composers like chen yi zhou long mm. i started to play a lot of piece a lot of music from them i premiered a lot of music they written for the people i was challenged because i was just a traditional musician i played most of we're just like pentatonic scale. But soon, you know, when you play modern music, it's challenge. It was really challenge because I, I really have to work a lot practice a lot because it's totally different style because the traditional mu- music is really you have to hold your energy back right? right you can't show too much we always say you play strong but not aggressive but when you play soft but not weak but with modern music you have to everything you have to let go always sometimes it's really exaggeration sometimes the notes that want you hit louder as it's, it's not easy. Yeah, this kind of modern music takes me a long time. I have to work very hard, uh, use matron, practice, the tempo. Also, especially when you work with a Western ensemble or orchestral, you really need how to count, you know. You, you need to practice, you need to count. English is not so good. Sometimes I miss the counting. can give me a long time practice and uh, eventually of course I, that's no problem then i met wadada lew smith <laughs> that's very different at least modern composition has a music right so you just need to follow the music you just need to play the right right notes that's it but with the wadada his scores is just like a graphic you know right. then you add it to every tempo. You just, you have to see, uh, watch other musicians' line. Now add your line. A lot of open improvisation. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I was really uh, challenged. I was, first time I worked with, uh, with Dada Lewis-Smith. He wrote one uh, solo piece for me. So that's okay. I practiced. But with ensemble, it was so hard because... He sometimes he on the stage. He will change order. He was just pointed to you, "Hey, your turn, Jim. Just play solo. Forget about the score. Just play solo and do it." For me, I just I can't do it because I I never I was controlled so much. Now all suddenly do whatever you want. That's fundamentally <laughs> I can't. I can't use to it. I can't. So it take me so long. Uh, first the performance at, in uh, San Francisco was disaster. I feel it was disaster.
0: Was that the first place I you felt. met him? You met him in San Francisco? What yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I told myself I don't want to do this kind of music again because it's terrified for me. I have to have everything arranged, everything written. You know, this kind of spontaneous on the stage, whatever happened, just do it. Uh, I can do it. You know, until I come to New York course. And then that yeah, was 1996. 19 yeah, I, I moved to New York.
0: What got you to New York?
1: Yeah, because my husband got a job in New York. So I moved with him. Actually, it's only taken me five months. Actually, I I got a, a concert. I performed at the Kneading Factory. Yeah. So I performed actually traditional music. Of oh, was my solo, a little recital. Okay. I played the Traditional, some traditional music, also modern music by composers like Tan Dun, Zhou Long, Chen Yi. But after show, Jiang was there. John Zorn was there. He watched my show. <laughs> then he asked me, he to me, he said, I'm John Zorn. I, I, I don't know who's John Zorn, to, to be honest, <laughs> because I never know the circle. Then he said, uh, I have some idea. I want you to work with uh, Dirk Bailey. I don't know, obviously, I don't know who is Derek Babe. Then he said, uh, then of course, as a musician, I will, I will always say, hey, what, what kind of music? Do you have A music? Is it just a composition or what kind of music? He said, uh, no music, just improvise, jam. I told him, I said, I really don't know how to do it. Yeah.
0: He
1: said, no problem. He said, you should uh, just listen to his uh, music then you tell me if you want to do it or not then i um i said sure i'd like to check it out so he gave me some cds Dirk bailey's cd so i listened <laughs> i listened and then i i just oh my god that's, that's no music at all everything is a sound really a steel sound very um A-tonal abstract
0: and dissonant and-,
1: and internal dissonant. wow but i tell myself i forced myself actually I, I have <laughs> to try i forced myself then we went to studio we went to studio then we just jammed i still remember because um i was so <laughs> <laughs> stiff i was so stiff i chasing him all the time i chasing him I just felt whatever he plays, I just follow him. I copy him. I try. I That's what I can do because I'm terrible. I don't know how to do it. But yeah, we, we recorded three hours. Then I found out some moments really interesting and uh, I never imagined, you know, the sound is really nice. I, even I know myself is terrified. At the moment, I always tell people, that was the best moment I ever forgot <laughs> because here, you know, during the recording, one piece, he broke the string. And, uh, you know, for most of the musicians, we will see, hey, that's, we're going to stop, you know, change the string. But he didn't. He continued playing. He used the string to just grabbing on the, the frets. <laughs> that was unbelievable. The sound was incredible. I will never forget. Yeah, that's the per, you know, the musician that can grab anything, then create any kind of sound. Yeah, I learned so much from him.
0: So that was all being recorded, and was that what became the Viper album that came out?
1: The CD. The CD? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Viper, called Viper. Yeah. yeah, the first one. The second one, of course, after a couple of years later, I'm not afraid anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just, whatever happened, just do it. You know, even uh, later with uh, Wadada, saying, I worked with him many many other uh, albums, too, you know later I, I recorded with him Save probably two more CDs yeah. yeah 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 I whatever just I'm totally used to him and uh, on the stage whatever you want to change you go ahead wow. yeah taking me actually taking me a long time I finally used to it taking me a long time I, to, I have to tell you admit because taking me more than probably uh, 10 years I finally I feel really comfortable.
0: Well, in the late 90s and the early 2000s, I recall you being a recurring fixture uh, at Tonic, at the old knitting factory. I mean, you performed all the time with various people, and you didn't, you know, the audience, the average uh, audience member like myself, you would never know that (laughs) you were concerned about (laughs) your own playing, or, you know what I mean? It seems seamless and it. As if you were, you, you know, you were very much committed to what you were doing, and uh, you know, like you've been doing it your whole life, and uh, had no reservations doing it.
1: Yes, I that time, you know, New York, it was so culturally. I just felt so rich because uh, many clubs. We always, I always get an invitation. And say, hey, mean, let's play. Um, that's jam. So we just went to the club, to club every week, like two or three times to play with the new musicians. I don't even remember the name. We just on the stage jam. Oh, that's a lot of fun, really. I, I had a, such a good memory, just uh, memorable. A lot of good shows, sometimes bad, but some good. A lot of good shows, you know. I mean, I still have a lot of old tapes in a cassette recording. hope still work with uh, like uh, shirley hurst and george lewis and uh, many other i have uh, some duo tapes just unbelievable i just so many great musicians there you know are totally influenced by them also learned so much from them i always say to people i learned from the stage on the stage be how to improvise on the stage, yeah.
0: So during that time, with uh, in New York with John Zorn and Knitting Factory people, it seems like then you did become a set like a session musician quite a bit. You were on a lot of recordings during that period. Yes, you did some films for John Zorn at the time.
1: Yes, yes, John Zorn. Yes, mm-hmm. the first first recording, right? The the port of Last Results, right? That documentary, I. Uh, that recording, I was, I still remember. I wasn't ready for the the but there has one track. He said, "Can you impress?" So I did, but it was, uh, I was pretty shy. Yeah, yeah I remember that. The second film, a documentary. I feel I'm I'm more comfortable because with uh also Mark Ribble, right? So we have a lot of duo. Yeah, I feel much, much comfortable. Yeah, so
0: you played with him a lot.
1: Memorable, memorable. Yes, yeah. actually, I did a couple other not not John Zong, Jiang Yes, that was always I can always remember. It's beautiful music and uh,
0: exotic music.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, so very beautiful, very beautiful. It's, it's just so you know the guitar and the pipa, the sound just so together. Just it's really for me. It's I will never forget. Such good experience work with John. Yes.
0: Did the recording for those films or anything? Did you get to do much more recording for film over the years?
1: Yes, actually, I worked with uh, like uh, Huang Ruo. Actually, I recorded for him a couple documentary, but I don't think we have a recording. That's that's it. Also, we talk about the old time when uh, when I was in San Francisco. That's the Dragon. Right? The Dragons, Hong Kong Cha Cha. Yeah. Actually, that was this piece was r- written by Robert Randall. It's a funny story because um, actually, I played pipa on the song. I supposedly, it's not me, for, for, they didn't ask me to sing the song. You invite the other singer. She sang Cantonese because it's a it's Cantonese, so they felt the Bruce Lee is mm-hmm. Cantonese space and Cantonese Canton. No, it's Hong Kong. That's it. So they they use the Cantonese to sing the song. But I remember we after we recording, I played the pipa right on that piece. We listened to the singer. Her intonation has some problem. So the composer, uh, Robert, he tried to correct, but it's very hard because she has some kind of problem. So, but I left. I left. And then later, somebody called me, said, hey, I heard you can sing too. You're a singer. I say, yes, I'm a singer. This woman, she said, uh, can I give you the score? You practice a couple hours. Then the composer will call you. I say, yes, I will do it. Then somehow she faxed me the the lyric, so I just practiced a little bit. Then the composer he called me. During the time we only have phone, okay, call yeah, me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Say, can yeah. you sing it? Then I sang. Then he said, "You're hired." I send the song. Yeah, that's the story.
0: Yeah, I was wondering if that was you, because you do sing. We will get to the, your new album and discuss it. Um, but like you sing on the new <laughs> album, and and the voice sounds very similar to me. The Hong Kong cha cha.
1: Yeah, Hong Kong cha-cha, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And that's from Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. <laughs>
1: that's old, old story. That's old, very old. Wow, that's 20-something years, like almost 30 years ago. Yeah. Almost 30 years, yeah. Yes, I, I think I, I did a couple other films, but I forgot because uh, sometimes just very short track, one short track, then we done. I don't even remember what's the film. So right. without CD, we'd never know. You'll when never know. When we, I don't. Yes,
0: I guess while while we're still going through memory lane, um, I might (laughs) I have to at least (laughs) I have to at least ask you about uh, Bjork Volta. You you're on her sixth studio album on the the album Volta. The track I see who you are.
1: Oh yeah.
0: How did you meet Bjork?
1: Yeah, that's also a memorable uh, experience. The harpist recommended me to her uh, because she was she was looking for exotic instruments. Someone recommended me to her. She called me. During the time, like uh, she sent email to me. She she said, "Mean, I want you to come to my house. I have a party, and uh, can you play for my party? I said, sure. Then I went to, actually, her house is upstate, and uh, I went there. There's a lot of friends. She has a lot of friends. Then has dinner party, and then I played. After I played this event, so she said, Oh, I have some new song. I want you recording one song for my new album. I said, sure. Then she just sent me her recording. She already pre-recorded. She said, you just jam with the song. Then I I did. Then we went to studio, then recorded a couple takes. That's it. Then she she probably did some editing, you know, move around that. Yeah, she did. Oh, she's so creative. Wow. Yeah, I performed with her Yeah, a couple of times too. Also, live performance with her in New York City too. When she, she had a release, so I performed with her a couple of times in New York, uh, bigger events. Oh, I just, I, I never can forget. So such great experience and uh, very creative artist. I admire her very much. Yes.
0: There was a period of time where she was often hanging out at Tonic. Her and Matthew Barney, her husband at the time, we people would mm. see her there, and so it seemed like she was very much interested in the music that was going on there, so i I figured she had seen you many times perform, yeah, <laughs> as a lot of us did at yeah. that time. Let's talk about how this latest album came about, mm-hmm. and um how you chose the the films and um really just the whole process um like what attracted you to doing a live film score? Is it something you've wanted to do, or have it had been a part of before, or a new thing for you?
1: In a way, in New York, right? Because I, I lived there 25 years. Now I'm in Asheville now. I I never thought someday I could write some music I want. Because I I was just a player, peep-up player. I play from gig by gig. But because this jazz... You know, when I work with uh, so many great jazz musicians like uh, John Zorn, Dirk Bailey, or or Wadada Lewis-Smith, and uh, Randy Weston. So I started doing more research about jazz. And also, coincidentally, Lincoln Center asked me to do one uh, set of uh, Zonis Monk. So I was... During the time, I feel uh, I'm just not very good with this because I'm still learning. Uh, that was a 2004. There was a several other musicians. Everyone take 20 minutes solo monk doing interpretation <laughs> of monk's music. So I'm one of them. Then after the show, I didn't feel I did a good job because I think I copied too much. I told myself someday I really want to do again. But because this kind of research leads me to, I have to dig dig in deeper. So I I found out, oh, there's a great history, jazz history between China and America. Because when they, um, but Clayton, he brought the Kansas City swing to Shanghai during the middle of 1930s, then worked with um, Li Jinghui, who uh, was called father of uh, popular music. And uh, so this is why this kind of connection make me feel, wow, I want to do more. You know, I want to tell the stories because this story almost like a hidden, especially Li Jinghui. Li Jinghui was a pioneer, was a pioneer songwriter. He wrote like uh, hundreds, hundreds of pop songs. But during the Cultural Revolution, of course, he was persecuted. So his, his music never, let's say, people don't talk about him, his music, anymore. So that's why when I, I saw this great history, I started some project called uh, From Harlem to Shanghai and Back. I wondered the purpose is for recall, recall these two great composers. But meanwhile, when i do doing most research about this, Then I found out a lot of hidden films, just like Goddess, the Goddess, right? My first film soundtrack. White Lotus. For the Goddess. Yeah, White Lotus. And um, it's a great story. Probably a lot of people don't know because uh, this film considered is a decadent for most, uh, it doesn't fit Chinese authorities' propaganda because it's too decadent. Talk about the, the film uh, prostitute, the gambler, and the thug, and the gang member. It's very dark, because this film made uh, during the 1934. It's a uh, talk about dark side of China in Shanghai, okay? This is why I felt this really, it's the best film, I felt. It's best film all time. So I felt, yes, I want to make some soundtrack for this film. The White Lotus for The the Goddess was my first uh, film soundtrack I made in, actually, 2018 with Raz Re- Abassi, the guitarist. We uh, premiered at the uh, Roulette.
0: Did you get to perform it more than just the one time?
1: Oh, we performed it 20 times. All over. We performed Actually, it was a big hit. I didn't realize because, uh, you know, not just only the film itself, also the music, you know, we get a very good uh, review or good uh, compliment i perform at the uh, lincoln center moma um, many other universities good good feedback
0: did you get to perform it in asia anywhere in china or in, recently well, no not china, china no.
1: unfortunately no I, I just i mentioned that this is a uh, the goddess still is, too it's uh, a very uh yeah it's not dark
0: film still not really Yeah, shown. dark
1: dark side. No, no. Still even not. this is a, his, a part of history, right? It's yeah. really part of history in Shanghai during the 19, middle of the 1930s. But still, yeah, I don't think it's something you, you, could, know, you
0: could do. <laughs> people just
1: don't feel, yeah, it doesn't fit. doesn't fit the authority propaganda
0: so is that how Smithsonian Institute got in touch with you they they saw this performance somewhere or yes yeah
1: yes then Smithsonian Inst- Institution actually' so last year there uh commissioned me actually the first that asked me say do you have any other suggestions then I uh, suggested uh, this two films short films uh, romance of the uh, fruit pillar and the other ones uh, Romance of the uh, Western Chamber, Fruit Peddler actually uh, actually was the first Chinese silent film made in 1922, and it's love story. Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a little bit comedy, but love story, happy ending. And uh, the second film's uh, Romance of the Western Chamber is also is happy ending. It's uh, also made 1927. Also one of the earliest silent film made in China. It's all happy ending with a love story. We premiered last year uh, in May um, for the Smithsonian's uh, uh, May San Antonio Festival. Yeah, last year. The feedback was really good. And uh, also last year we performed at Brevard Music Center. Uh, this year we're going to have a couple shows coming, including the Big Year Festival. Yes.
0: So that's what you're doing at Big Ears. Yes. You're yes. going to perform both of these two films?
1: Yeah, because the CD CDs released. The soundtrack is released going to be uh, at the Big Ear Festival. So March 23rd. March 23rd, yes, 23rd right. you are going to perform yeah, live. Knoxville, Tennessee. Yes, yes.
0: Your collaborator is, is percussionist River Gargarian. Uh, how did mm-hmm. how did he yes. become involved with it? How did you choose him?
1: Because uh, I moved to Asheville, I've been living here three years now. I want to work with a local musician, of course. Here, actually, the Asheville is beautiful because uh, not just only nature, also the art scene is very big. Yeah. So, River, actually, I feel some kind of chemistry because uh, I perform actually. I had a CD release, the White Lotus CD release at Orange uh, Peel in Asheville. Mm. Actually, I did uh, the the release at in Asheville. I brought Ras Basi here. Actually, after show, River appeared. River didn't see our show be- because he he, had, he he was teaching that day. But after show, he walked in. He said hello to Ras. He said hi to me, and uh, then we found out he worked with Tan Dun. He actually he lived in New York for many years. He moved out, I moved in. We never met, but we both worked with uh, same composer Tan Dun. Mm. So yeah, he knows um, obviously he knows a lot. Of, he is ne- knowledgeable for Chinese uh, Chinese some Chinese music. He plays middle Middle Eastern free drum. Indian drum, arcing drum, kanjeria uh, talking drum. He plays many kinds of instruments together. When he plays, you know, his, uh, the sound is just so full. Then, um, of course, when this commission coming, I was immediately, you know, just, oh, he's the choice. It's amazing. I mean, he made this music so beautiful. Really thankful to him.
0: Yeah, I've, yes. I've yet to see this performed live. I'm hoping to make it to big ears this year. But it is very much uh, on, there's a couple of different versions online, on YouTube, where you can, exp- you know, the listener can experience it. But both of the films in, in total, the, the entire film, with the two of you mm-hmm. performing, and you can see the film with the subtitles or the intertitles. So it is seeable that way. Uh, and, uh, and enjoyed it. Enjoyed them. You know, the... Uh, the Fruit Peddler had a lot of um, kind of like early comedic sci- American silent film influences, like the Buster Keaton sliding staircase, the Harold Lloyd glasses, you know, there was they, mm-hmm. clearly there was some influence, I think, going back and forth between the the two countries uh, in their cinema, which is super yeah. interesting. And yeah. they're both kind of universal stories, you know, that you, you two, Love story. Yeah. Yeah. Love <laughs> both stories. Are love, stories.
1: love. Yeah.
0: And you mm-hmm. both kind of elevate it, heighten it with with your music, which is great. And so both, so when you went to record, did you record this in a, st- a studio then, specifically yes. for this album? Yes. So you went and kind of re, it's not a live recording or anything like that. You you did it in a proper studio.
1: Yeah, we we did uh, two days at the Echo Mountain Studio. It's a famous you know, st- uh, recording studio in Asheville. The first day we are recording. We just recording the music for the records for the album. The second day we just did the live with video. Yeah, so we spent two days doing the things. You saw the two two films, right? I with watched the, them online. Yeah, with video. It's a it's my version or somebody else. Yours. Oh, my version. Okay, yeah, it's. We- a,
0: I think the Smithsonian has posted it, and um there's two different versions. I saw. Oh, you
1: watched that one. I believe. Yeah, so. the the Smithsonian is uh, some Smithsonian is a live, right? Yeah. It's a live one. We play at the Smithsonian. Then also, I have a uh from a local uh called M Asheville. This media they did. A, we did that at the studio. You know, with uh, several cameras. You saw that one too, right? I saw
0: both. Yeah. So you're saying that yeah, that second one is the recording.
1: The second one was a live video tape and a recording at the studio.
0: And so that's what appears on Meta.
1: Yeah, because it has a lot of you see many angles because it's like four four cameras. That one I haven't I haven't posted on YouTube, but it's a, it's a private. Yeah, it's not everybody can see it because I oh, I want to do it until later when the CD release maybe comes out. I can. Right. yeah yeah right, right, yeah right. Right,
0: together yeah i watched the other one in, in its entirety because so i could see the entire film you know
1: yeah the life yeah right? the life you know we have yeah. a yeah so you see the audience cheering yeah the audience is unbelievable i mean people at the feedback just are super good i think people like comedy they like happy ending because um, even if we perform like twenty times, with the goddess, it's very difficult for. Because so, especially the mother, you know, it, it, she was taken uh, advantage by this uh, pressure or many tragedies by this man, right? Beaten down by this man, and then he, of course, she ending. She was she killed uh, this bad guy, and uh, that was sad because uh, she did everything her for, for her son. But she was uh, abused by the bad guy, also free um, justice by the education system, also humiliation by the, the neighbors. So yeah. ending was uh, she end up in the jail. It's so emotional. For me, I like this kind of film drama. Yeah. You know, with yeah. uh, endings not perfect. Not perfect because Hollywood. life no is, Hollywood yeah. ending. <laughs> Yeah, life is always, is not perfect, so, but for audience, is really hard. I can see many times when I perform, people just are so emotions. a lot of people cry uh, for this mother. After show, people, very difficult for that. Oh, they can cherry, nobody can cherry, because it's so heavy, right? Yeah. So, but with the, this two comedies, two love stories, everybody, oh, so happy. Oh, film. Yeah. But I like the first the film better.
0: Did your father get to see get to see you and how you your music had evolved in the United States? Did he get to see the jazz improvisation
1: <laughs>
0: version of what you do? Did he get to see that ever?
1: My father actually uh he missed my White Lotus. He never had a chance to listen to my the White Lotus. But he heard my CD, Dim Song. He said to me, I'm proud of you because uh, you can just write your own music now. That's, I, I feel so proud because, uh, you know, our whole family, everybody's uh, is just a player, a player or conductor. Nobody write piece. But of course, I write pieces for my, I think it's a personal. It's really personal. I, I, don't, I don't say, oh, wow, I'm just uh, really... Oh, composer or something but I can say it's very personal music uh, probably just uh, if I didn't come to America I never could go this far I, I'm just a performer but uh, when I come to America I can try many things if uh, this way is not gonna work I will try a different way So the door always open to you so that's it's worth it even it's not easy come to America yes.
0: You got to find your own way and you got to become your yeah. own person and, and explore all these different, you know, from not just the traditional classical Chinese classical world, but the jazz improv or the, you know, the downtown New York scene um, and then becoming a composer in your own right. And who knows yeah. where, where you'll go from yes. here. So yeah, that's great.
1: You know, for my music, so far, I, I already had a three filmed soundtracks now. You know, I don't want people thinking about, oh, this is accompaniment or this is a background. No, I, I don't want people feel this way because I try to c- use many kind of instruments, you know, to create the sound. Then also, for my point, for my ideas, the music support each element, each scene. But meanwhile, stands its own i don't want everyone people feel this is a trail sometimes my music i i i i have many moments like uh sometimes it could be very suddenly disturbing powerful, then make you forgot about it oh wow then you have to watch us you know that's that's my purpose it's a trail performance
0: and and you want the album to stand on its own where you don't have the visuals. yes the listener can just listen to yes. it yes and not necessarily yes. know what's going on in a film, yeah, which is great. Yeah, yes. and I, I think it does mm-hmm. it in both instances, both records, you know, that yeah. came out, both albums. What is next? Do you plan to tour this a little bit around the country or world?
1: Let's see what happened in a big year festival because I, for me, it is one of the best experience I'm gonna perform, you know, participating for this festival. We have a couple locals that are interested presenting these two films with my uh, the meta. I don't know yet. A big tour, not yet. Yeah, like uh, here as a, a Lee Festival, we're gonna perform in May, and also Greenville. They they want to present us this project in Greenville, and also next year is another town. You know, a couple couple shows coming. Yes, confirmed. That's good.
0: That's good. Yes. Anything else you're working on that's coming out or anything else? Or you're really focusing on this new record for now?
1: Yes. Focus on the Metas, mm. this project with the films. And meanwhile, I also, I have a new group, actually. It's an Asian group. It's all Asian musicians. That's new trio going to perform next week. Mm. So we will see what's going to happen. It's a, gonna be involved Japanese Koto and drum set by a Vietnamese American actually. He's so good, Tom and myself. And we'll see. It's local? gonna be new, new yeah, local musicians. Nashville musicians, yes. yeah.
0: Have you collaborated, have you met or collaborated with anybody through the the Moog factory there in Nashville? <laughs> you know the the synthesizer? The instrument
1: oh okay. yeah 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 Malcolm. yes yes we're always passing you know it's it's very, very close to our to my place actually i assume um,
0: there's a lot of musicians coming in and out of there
1: oh <laughs> i i heard that sold oh really
0: sold. oh no yeah. they used to have sold. a festival that's every sold. year
1: i know that's the best maybe uh, 10 years ago <laughs> yeah yeah but ever since the uh, the COVID you know their building you know I mean it's it's very nearby we every day if we go to city we're always passing the, their building but they're pretty quiet there they're sold
0: yeah
1: you 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 sound like uh you're familiar with Asheville right I've been Asheville. there a couple you're times f-
0: no it's a it's great town city. it's a great town there's mm-hmm. yeah, a lot to town. do and it's seems tightly yeah. knit and um there's art and culture and food and Um, a fun place Uh
1: (laughs) you know you don't feel bored this time a lot to see and a lot to do and uh, nature nature and a lot of you know a lot of outdoor activities it's so beautiful i love it yeah i love it yeah yes yeah, I met, met a lot of friends, I met a lot of new musicians, a lot of musicians, I met a lot of venues too. Here's a lot of venues, unbelievable. People open-minded.
0: Very open-minded there.
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. I assume
0: yes. it attracts a lot of interesting people
1: oh, like yourself. <laughs> already, I heard a lot of musicians, <laughs> a lot of musicians started moving in. And I, the American non-society said that Asheville the best air quality. Oh really? In the whole United States. Yeah. Beautiful. Smells good, good. Here. Yeah. Always mm. can't, can't complain. Very happy here. Yes.
0: I thank you for your time and um and for your hard work on the live score and the album. And excited to hopefully see it at Big Ears, if not uh somewhere okay. <laughs> shortly thereafter.
1: You come to come to Asheville. Asheville someday, you know. You yeah. Know, you have a friend now. I'll get yeah. back. <laughs>
0: I'll get in touch. Thanks again.
1: Thank so, you so much having me. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Hope to see you at the uh, Big Year Big Year Festival. We will perform on the twenty third, one o'clock. Yeah, and yeah.
0: the best way for people to keep up with your releases and 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 your shows your, is through mm-hmm. your website. Is that
1: correct? My website, yes. My website, yes mean blue Pipa name main blue people, main blue, main blue people there.
0: so m-i-n-b-l-u-e pipa p-i-p-a dot com
1: dot com, dot com dot yes all facebook you know okay <laughs> so nice to chat with yeah. you Devin. Yeah, thank great, you so great, much
0: great to meet you.